Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm coming to you live from Tulum, Mexico. And what I want to share with you this week is a profound tool for transcending fear. So we are living both, I think, individually and collectively in a time of trauma amidst this pandemic that we find ourselves in. And I don't know about you, but of late, I've had to really check myself as it relates to fear. Uh, today, I woke up and my portfolio, my life savings is down over 50% from where it was you know, just a, a month or two ago. And I had a, a book I've been writing for the last two and a half years, an editor for one of the major publishing houses canceled today. I was told by my agent that I had nothing to do with me personally, but um, but needless to say, it's it stings. And we sometimes we work so hard on things, and it feels almost like the universe is conspiring against us, or that things are not going in our favor, things are not going our way, and. I know for many, there is a lot of fear that's associated with these times and some of the challenges that these times are bringing. And so I wanted to share with you guys a story from my life where I transcended um, a huge amount of, of, of fear rooted in a, in a rather profound trauma. And, and share with you that story and those tools in hopes that you can utilize the tool yourself as you confront the fears that inevitably come up uh, and the obstacles that inevitably come up as we move through particularly challenging times. And also to remind you and to remind myself that with any inherent challenge, with any inherent obstacle, there is a commensurate opportunity to rise, an equal opportunity to find the gold, the, to find the, the opportunity in the obstacle. And that oftentimes our challenges are our greatest opportunities for growth. They're the universe's way of helping us to strengthen our own resolve, our own determination, our inner muscles, if you will so that we can confront the day with new vigor, with new strength, with new perspective. And so I want to share with you a story. I was 12 years old and I found myself on a plane for the first time to a new country. And I was on a study abroad program in uh, Mijas in Malaga, Spain. And on the first night with my host brother, we were out and I saw him uh, getting kind of picked on. And I went up to support him um, in the best way I could at 12 years old. And unbeknownst to me at the time, he was being picked on by the town bully uh, who happened to be um, basically backed up by about 20 to 30 of his friends and cousins. Ostensibly, he was being confronted by a gang. And in attempting to stand up for him, I then became the target of their animosity and quickly found myself punched in the face. And a few days later, it was so severe, I couldn't actually attend school uh, because this gang was, was, was feared uh, kind of village-wide. 
I had a rock thrown at my head and was jumped uh, quite violently by several members of this gang. And that experience, I won't go into great detail, but that experience led to uh, a huge trauma for me and fear around that which I love the most, which is basically other people and other cultures and travel. Um, Basically, I had (laughs) found trauma amidst the things I care about and love the most. And so what happened was I developed what was then diagnosed as an obsessive compulsive personality. I was trying to bring a sense of security um, amidst an insecure world. So the way that I did that internally was I created an irrational ritual traffic, what was termed neurotic behavior. I would check locks many times before I would leave a door to make sure in my mind that someone wouldn't get hurt. I would make sure the stove was turned off like five, six times. Basically, I had a fear of the world and a fear of people I loved deeply getting hurt. And that fear was rooted in my sense of trauma. And it flared up most poignantly anytime I was about to leave the safety of my home, anytime I was about to leave the safety of the nest. And so when I ultimately wound up leaving for college, that obsessive compulsive disorder or personality flared up to its most significant degree. Now, There were two solutions to that. One is I could have gone on medication for the rest of my life to just simply manage the symptoms. And I'm not anti-medication, by the way. When I was in my most acute sense of trauma, I found it to be quite helpful. But I was not a fan of, of depending on medication and wanted to get at the root cause rather than simply treat the symptoms. So what I found was in confronting this fear and and, and trying to transcend this neuroses, there was one technique that worked above all else. And that technique is something called exposure therapy. And what you do is you put yourself in a context whereby you can transcend that which you fear the most. And to do so, you need to go as deeply into your fear as possible. So for me, my fear being rooted in strangers and in, in new countries, I decided to go as far as, as far as possible into that which I feared the most. And so what I did was I committed to going to a country on the other side of the world from where I grew up, an island nation called Sri Lanka, which was at the time a Buddhist country amidst, predominantly Buddhist country, amidst civil war. And I did so because I wanted to go as deeply into the unknown, as deeply into the cave, if you will, to use this sort of mythological analogy, in hopes of slaying that, that dragon, that, that, that huge fear within. And I can say that there were times where that fear flared up and was quite significant. But ultimately, living in this country where where I wound up actually spending over two years of my life living and traveling in in places where I stood out like a sore thumb was one of the greatest salves, one of the greatest medicines uh, I could ever have imagined. And it not only enabled me to transcend my fear and my neuroses, 
but it actually became one of the greatest gifts in my life. Because I was introduced to a man into a tradition that was both um, highly secretive and also highly coveted. A tradition of Ayurvedic medicine, a, a rare form of Ayurvedic shamanism called Bahutavidya. And I met a man who was a seventh generation healer in a tradition passed down from father to son. And he did not have a son and he offered to teach me in this tradition. And what I learned was that traditionally there was no word for privacy nor possession in Sri Lanka. That when a person fell out of balance, when they fell into a place of psychosocial dismay or neuroses, it was the role of the entire community to bring them back into balance because they were seen as an inextricable part of the whole. And therefore their place in the community was central. Now, many of us live in cultures where we are not an integral part of a community. We don't necessarily have a religious or spiritual traffic at our core. And so we have to find our own mechanisms to bring ourselves home. But what I found, and I'll go more into those practices that I use now as an individual, but what I found in this community experience was the beauty of, of both confronting your fear, but also of being guided home by people who love you because what I saw in this ritual was from sunset to sunrise the community would get together and and ritually recreate their shared cosmological worldview what I saw was that while I had been ritually creating behaviors in a neurotic way I was actually practicing something that had been you know in practice since time immemorial rituals have been used uh, as long as, as man has been around, I simply did not have a community or religious or cultural context in which those rituals made sense. And so I created rituals that were uh, termed in the West neuroses. But actually, we all have ways in which we assuage our sense of anxiety, in which we bring ourselves peace. And in this culture, that was done through ritual and that was done through community. But I think what I found both in my in-depth analysis there and in my living and, and studying with this, this man and this healer was we can find ways in, ex, in exposing ourselves to that which we fear the most and guiding ourselves home through the, through the medicine and magic of community. We can find our way through that, that cave, through that dark night of the soul and, and awake anew into the lights, which is what, what happened through this ritual. The, this, this person who had fallen out of balance would be put in the middle of the community and they would ritually recreate this beautiful dance from sunset to sunrise with an elaborate palm fraud city and flower altars and uh, you know fire dances and you know basically weeks of effort would go into bringing this person back into a sense of feeling seen, heard and loved. And I often think about how profound our culture would be is if, if we actually took the time to see the most vulnerable among us in this way. Um, that said, I also think it's incumbent upon many of us now in the times that we live in, where, where time is moving so fast and we are confronted with so many inputs that can trigger our fears, the news, social media, etc., that we is incumbent upon us not only to find our, our social group, our community that can help bring us back to center, 
but that we find our own individual practices that help bring us back to center. For me, some of the most profound tools I've found are meditation. Um, I also find nutritious food and exercise to be integral. Cold showers, cold and heat. Uh, here in Mexico, I've been using Temescal, the beautiful sweat lodge uh, ceremony, but at home I'll use a sauna. Um, and then talking with people I trust, nutritious people, I find to be a great way to come back home to center. So what I found in Sri Lanka was that I could confront my fear and on the other side I could transcend that which brought me dis-ease. I could find my balance. And I now have the tools to do that on a day-to-day -day basis. So when I find myself caught in fear as I did this morning with the, the markets in my portfolio down 50% with my most important, important meeting canceled and my dreams over the last two and a half years seemingly on the ropes is to remind myself of times when I've gone into and confronted my fears in the past and to remind myself in exposure therapy when you think through what is the worst case scenario it's oftentimes a hungry ghost. It's a dragon that we can slay, that we can move through. And that's what I did with the exposure therapy. I went from someone who was profoundly fearful of other people to someone who now sees that as their great joy and passion. I travel around the world frequently and I put myself in situations where I'm, where I'm surrounded by strangers and where the adolescent boy within me had to go through a process of individuation which which looked like a traumatic which looked like a traumatic process which looked like being jumped i now turned that obstacle into an opportunity i i turned that trauma into the salve the healing and 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 frankly the medicine which is now a great gift in my life and i think that's always available to us how can we use fear as a tool to fuel new growth to fuel our way forward and so I hope this, this idea and this concept is meaningful to you. Tim Ferriss has an exercise I, I definitely recommend you Google called Fear Setting. And it's related to this idea of exposure therapy. But really go through the mental exercise when you find yourself besieged by fear. And I encourage you to, to delve deeply into that which you fear the most in a way that is, is measured and is safe. But, but in a way that helps you slay that, that dragon in your mind that oftentimes is way more significant as a projection than it is in reality. And I found that in my own delving deeply <laughs> into my fear, into my going where there were, basically I had burned the ships behind me. I was afraid of people, I was afraid of, of travel, and I went as far into it as possible. I literally went to the other side of the world from where I had grown up in a place where I stood out like a sore thumb, in a country amidst civil war. And in that, I found the medicine and transcended my fear. I got to the root cause, and I am happy to say I have not been obsessive compulsive for years. And so, as you guys think about the things that, that cause you fear, I hope you can use this as a tool in your own toolbox. This notion of exposure therapy and going into that which you fear the most. And I hope that you also utilize the tools that bring you back to center, whether that be community and the richness of nutritious people, 
or the self practices like meditation and working out, getting into sun, getting into nature, remembering that which brings you home. These are the tools of our time, my friends, because as we confront this pandemic, we have to remember that there will be a lot of fear around us, but it's our own jobs to bring ourselves home. So as Ramdas said, we are all in the end just walking each other home. I'm so grateful for you guys. You have been my home base during these troubled times and I just got one of the most beautiful emails I've ever received. None of these words of affirmation, these these notes of gratitude go unappreciated. I'm so profoundly grateful for you taking your precious time to listen. I'm sending you guys so much love. If I can ever support in any way, please reach out to your inspired journey.